0: welcome back to another episode of can i record this holy shit how long has it been since we've last been together man it's just flown by i can't believe how fast time's flying by i keep sitting down and starting to record and there's just the world right now is not anything i care to report um, but enough time has passed and I got my feet back on the ground with a new job and we'll talk all about that. But, um, just in these past few weeks, um, the vaccination mandate has been put in place. So, uh, basically you can't go anywhere unless you've had the vaccine or a recent negative test. Um, they recovered bodies of both Gabby Petito and her, uh, boyfriend, Brian, fucking whatever the hell his name was. Let's just forget that name. I hate glamorizing the the criminal. Um what else has been going on? Ugh, my god, in local local news, um we had back in 2018 um a daycare owner was charged uh with the murder of a one of the children that was supposed to be in their care. Uh, yesterday, the, uh, or within the last few days, it turned out that the caregiver was acquitted of all charges, and of course the mom is not happy. Um, I need to dig in and find out more of the details on this. Uh, I, I watched the mom's video this morning. Her name's Debbie Lily Hancock, I believe, or Lila Debbie Lila Hancock, if you want to find her online and watch the video, she goes on for a good almost half an hour about the situation and how um, the caregiver... A, first off, the thing that's blowing my mind on this case is that... There is no real explanation to what happened to that child. She received blunt force trauma to the back of her head, resulting in a uh, skull fracture of like three inches. So basically this whole three-year-old's head. Um, As far as police and hospital reports, these are not injuries that could have been sustained from a fall, um, that they would have been like the force of a baseball bat. So the fact that there's no explanation as to how this incident or accident happened, whether or not it was an accident, obviously someone would need to be held responsible for it. So whether or not the daycare lady did it out of malice or whether she had the intent to hurt her or whatever, really at some point is irrelevant because you drop your child off at a daycare facility, you expect that, in the event of an accident that emergency protocols are handled. So this woman called mom immediately when she had noticed the child was unconscious. She did not call 911. She did not perform CPR. She did not res- um, notify any like emergency response. So that right off the gate really concerns me. The fact, and I know that they, but with it being a child, they don't really release a whole lot of the details, but I'm curious to know, and as they move forward with an appeal, um, I would like to know some of the details before casting my, you know, judgment. Let me have a sip of coffee, and my heart is just going. I could not imagine, my biggest fear is something happening to my children, um, saying, you know, that you take a bullet or, you know, left a car to save your child. That's an understatement. There is nothing in this world. I can't imagine what this woman goes through on a day-to-day basis wondering oh my god just having no closure at all makes me sick. God my heart's just pounding and I sip coffee like give myself a damn heart attack. So, obviously, those are my first concerns as to why there was no 911 called made. And um, the mom had said that there had been reports from the daycare to her stating that her kid was hitting people and biting people, um, which I also thought was irrelevant in the case. Um, whether or not this kid was a brat, which I doubt she was at three. um, or I can't say I doubt. I don't I don't know this child, but that does not if she was a little mischievous that really doesn't change the level of care or protection that she should have been given. When you're paying these gross amounts that we pay for daycare, um you expect that um if an accident were to occur, somebody would at least have an explanation as to what happened and have a treatment or solution plan. So That right off the hop is just driving me crazy. Um, Watching mom cry on her video. I just... My whole heart goes out to her. Um, Yeah, I think that we'll continue to watch the story unravel. But if you do... uh, want to go ahead and take a look into some of the details that have been released so far. Um, The woman who was acquitted's name is Ashley Longworth Gray, and uh, the child's name was Zoe, and mom was, uh, mom is Debbie Hancock. So if you want to go and do some uh, research, if you find anything that I haven't, like, mentioned, please let me know, because these cases, especially in our community, we don't come from this huge city like toronto or vancouver anything like we're a very small community so when these things happen it really it shakes me to the core and i just boy so to just quickly sum that up um police were not called ambulance was not called there's no feasible explanation as to how the kid sustained the blunt force force trauma to the head um Mom feels as though and mentioned in the video today that she had thought um, evidence was removed from the case uh, essentially Ashley's uh, alleged confession was removed because she did not receive enough of Burger King or Tim Hortons, so I'd really like to know what technicality um, that was and what the actual confessional you know stated um, or you know, whatever. Uh, so anywho, I think that's all we know right now. Um, but very interested to watch the appeal process and see how, uh, that turns out. And I hope that, <clears throat> as they always say, I hope that justice is served and that mom receives closure. Um, There are one other thing that is complete rumor uh, floating around social media is that there are other children that were hurt under this woman's care. So I think that if anything, if there is any truth behind that, that you would think that those parents or, you know, even parents that can vouch that this woman was a good care provider, if people could stand up as like character witnesses. um, That would probably help a lot too. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I watched Legally Blonde a few times. You guys help me out here. (laughs) Moving on. What the hell else is going on around here? The uh, new vaccination policies. Uh, Basically, you can't go into restaurants, um, any kind of gatherings of large groups like football games, concerts, um, city facilities are starting right away too with the uh, backs requirement or negative test. Um, honestly, it makes me laugh because well, it doesn't. Nothing about this makes me laugh. But when you're always looking for the silver lining, um, I see so many people my age uh, looking for pulls online because you can't get into the uh, liquor stores and you can't get into the weed stores without the Vax Pass. <laughs> so it's so funny. You ha- I've seen probably 50 times already that uh, if anybody needs a pull, I got your back, dot, 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 for 10 bucks. <laughs> so uh, bless all the, the companies uh, or the businesses in the city that are providing curbside pickup. Um, it seems like with every obstacle that's put up, for uh, people who choose not to get vaccinated, there is, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why I'm so screechy today, um, but for every obstacle that is put up for people who choose not to get vaccinated, there is a business uh, with a solution. So I will uh, definitely uh, say that those people are the MVPs, Uh I don't uh, stand on any one side as far as whether or not you should get vaccinated or not, just like abortions. I am pro-choice. So I think that you should, you know, be able to do what you see fit uh, if you have a reason. Yeah, no. I'm going to get JFK'd here if I get into it. But I don't stand on any one side. But I do uh, appreciate the businesses that are still trying to cater to those for who, whatever reason, decided not to get vaccinated are helping them out and uh, the curbside pickups and whatnot. That's awesome. And I hope that with all these obstacles being put up, um, that we do find ways to continue stimulating our economy. I Definitely think that the long-term effects of COVID, uh, both mental and financially, are going to hang around a lot longer than the actual virus itself. Um, So that's funny. Weed pulls. um, Or going back to getting your weed out of an alley. (laughs) I think we had it for, what, two two years, three years, I think. Justin Trudeau legalized us in 2018. So you guys got a good two and a half years of being able to shop in store for your weed. And now you're getting booted back to the alleys. So, yikes. Um, oh, and before we close the chapter on that backs Pass... I had, like, 17 fake IDs by the time I turned 19. I'm very surprised that we haven't seen, um, like, the sale of, uh, like, fake vax passes. I think that, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Anyway, fucking COVID. Uh on to, uh, from COVID season to cuffin season. Um, you think I write all this? I really don't. I just sit here with my dog and I come up with this. So this is so funny. I'm noticing a lot of guys coming out of this summer and the warm weather because our warm weather extended into October, which is not like usual for Saskatchewan. We're usually already had a few snowfalls by now. It's been fabulous. But with the great weather comes men who don't want to fucking act right. And these girls, I'm telling you, are on their last leg with these guys. And um, it's been nothing but nonsense and fights. And I just wish that girls recognized how typical it is for like guys and some women to act like dogs in the hot weather and they just can't control themselves and they're just running around being all gleeful um not down behaving and then the second that it gets cold guess who wants to come back in so now the weather is turning holiday season is coming up these chicks are sick and fucking tired of it they don't want to deal with it anymore and that's exactly what they're telling these guys and now all of a sudden Romeo wants to uh, get all like forgivey. Well Romeo oh Romeo where was thou, Romeo all summer long? uh, shacked up with other women, uh, deleting text messages, skirting around on social media. Um, stop coming back when it gets cold and coming back for like Christmas and shit. It is so ridiculous. And it is so, like I said, like clockwork, you guys will take you back. We'll try to fix you all winter long. We'll put you in ugly Christmas sweaters. We'll buy you your underwear because Lord knows if we don't buy you your underwear for Christmas, you're never going to buy new underwear. Um, We'll take good care of you. We'll maybe even take a hot winter vacation or something. And then boom, May long weekend, you guys are just like a dog in heat back at it again. And then we do the process. We run through the cycle one more time and boom, blank, 20 years of our life is gone. (laughs) Quit falling for it. Call them out on cuffing season. Make them, like, understand. And not only that, but, like, don't be afraid to walk away, even if you don't want to walk away, because nothing says I'm fucking serious with cutting them off. Like, just, yeah. I feel as though when I start getting into it with my friends I feel like I'm always like too much I'm like too extra and I'm actually getting pissed off um hearing about it and not like like I'm pissed off like I don't want to hear about it I'm like pissed off for you the things that these men will say in like insulting you and trying to destroy your ego is so gross like men are straight up like call you fat or call you ugly. Like, wow, bud, if I'm so fat and ugly, why have we been doing this for this long? It's because I'm not, and you know I'm not, and you want me to feel like I am, so I'm not out in this world acting as confident as you are in trying to meet new people. Maybe. Um, so clearly I take it a little personal when people are mistreating my girlfriends. And uh, sometimes I have to like take a like step back and remember that I'm just a friend, like I'm just a support to you. So whether you stay or you go, that's essentially your decision. And I don't want to be the reason in case we make the wrong one together. I don't want to be the reason that you have, you know, regret or resentment. So I think sometimes I just need to remember what I'm supposed to be there for. And I try to when you love him, we love him. When you hate him, I am ready to burn him at the fucking stake. <laughs> so I just want my friends if uh, they still listen, um, to know that I, I don't mean to get so worked up. I've been at a few rodeos and I have seen how things play out. And um I'm just, like, as defensive of you as, like, you should be. You know what I mean? Like, nothing screams disrespect to me than a man that's going to, like, call down a woman on her appearance. I think that is just so fucking shallow. And I don't know if it's because society puts so much into the way women look or if it's because... I don't know. I've just always thought it was so like shady to go after the way people look, even like things like their weight and stuff like that. It's just, I feel like it's a low blow. I'd much rather call somebody fucking stupid than ugly. So yeah, that's, that's cuffing season. Um, We'll see as you know, things go, you know, towards Christmas. I can say that the pandemic has changed all the rules as far as relationships go so we'll see who's uh ringing in the new year and uh i guess who isn't so what else is there to talk about well we um, are finally going to get back to bringing some guests onto the podcast. I have had a few people volunteer. Um, now that I've got my feet on the ground with work, I can start scheduling them in and hopefully get some really good content out. I'm really excited to sit down with my author friend. Uh, she's going to give us some skills on how to cope um And heal from our trauma, I have another friend who's coming on to talk to us about addiction and sobriety uh so I'm really, really interested in going into that one um just because I was flipping through local news, and uh we've recently in the city opened up a safe haven for uh people uh for like a safe injection site if uh you're using. Injectable drugs, you can go to this uh, friendship center and you have a safe place. But within the last few weeks, uh, there's been a higher uh, amount of drug overdoses, and a few of the drug overdoses have been um, from clients who are using that center or the safe use site. So the problem that they're finding is that. The Narcan substance that we've been providing to people showing signs of overdose is um, directed towards like a cocaine and fentanyl drug. But now they're seeing people are not as reactive to the Narcan. So they have found that um, some of the drugs circulating through the city... um, they're being marketed as fentanyl, but they actually contain, let me see if I can do this, benzodiazepine, benzodiazepine, um, it's known as benzos. So um, any who, the Narcan uh, does not work on benzos. So we are struggling to find a way uh to to help the people suffering in the city and i think that over the past 2 years uh drug use in the city has gotten really bad um i i think that we've talked about it on the podcast before um i don't i don't do recreational hard drugs um because I grew up in a poverty-stricken area where many people struggled with substance abuse. So I grew up as a young child, seeing people just strung out on the streets, prostitutes, um, really, really the dark side of drugs. So that's why I've kind of been almost scared into staying sober. Like, uh, I'll smoke a little weed, I'll bake some edibles. Um, but as far as anything beyond that, I just I can't play along. And then two, it perpetuates the bullshit nonsense uh that goes on in the province as far as discrimination and stuff goes. So I don't I don't fuck with drugs. But I have noticed over the past few years people that you would have really never suspected to fall into the trap of addiction, um, where it moves past being you know a heavy user into the actual disease of addiction um, a lot of people that I really wouldn't have and if you would have asked them five years and said you know I can use my crystal ball and show you that in five years you may be sitting in a jail cell or you may be in you know really dire circumstances um, can you believe that they're saying no <laughs> that there's no fucking chance in hell so I really feel you know when we're talking about helping drug users and stuff, you think of the bottom of the barrel, which, in my opinion, need the most help, and they need the most resources. But in today's world, it's not the people that, you know, live down by the river or whatever. It's the people that you work with that are struggling with substance abuse. And uh, I hope that I always get really janky when I talk about this stuff because it's such a sensitive topic. People just want drug addicts thrown in jail. It's really not as simple as just strapping some handcuffs on them and sending them into jail. We want to try to rehabilitate people to be able to be functioning, contributing members of society um, by tossing them into jail I think if you travel back to that podcast episode you see that it's almost like a different world in there you end up having to live by like mobster gangster rules and uh, it's not how the real world functions so I wish that when you did fall into the system that it was more focused on trying to uh, get you to a better place rather than just caging you like an animal so Anywho, that interview I'm excited to have. I want to talk to him about this benzos and see uh, if he knows more than I do. And uh, hopefully, we push out another good episode. I think that seems to be almost everybody's favorite between the boyfriend test and uh, Nikki goes to jail. People were really disappointed that it wasn't actually me in jail. So, <laughs> but the podcast is still young. Who knows? Well, we're on the topic of uh, the drug pandemic in Saskatchewan, um, at the beginning of the month, um, well, where to start with this one? Uh, recent changes to uh, the social services program, the SIS program, um, has changed. So rather than the government sending, uh, the, uh, rental checks to the landlord, they do want to help their clients transition by giving them the rent and having them have the responsibility of paying, um, paying the rent. Well, unfortunately it has not gone well. This wasn't a smooth, slow transition to helping people. This was just a cutoff. And, uh, I don't want to misquote it, but I swear I read an article that said only 33% of recipients handed in their rent money. Um, I'll have to dig in more to that. But I thought that uh, I was a property manager for a few years and I'm all about second chances and helping people... um, well, not helping people, but just showing people kindness in a time where, you know, they may have a lot of doors slammed in their face. So when I was um, a property manager and I was renting out apartments, I was constantly helping out Um People who are just kind of, you know, fell off the path of straight and narrow and were trying to get back on. And then I helped a lot of kids that were transitioning through the foster system into like adulthood, aging out of the system. So anyway, I did have a requirement that while working with um, their social workers, that the, the portion, the large majority of the rent came directly to us. And I actually would have to go down to the building and pick it up. And, uh, the tenant was actually responsible for just a small amount, if any. So I had done that just to protect myself, protect the tenant, um, you know, and just make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's happy and they got a warm place to stay. So I didn't really ever get too much resistance until the end. Um, but, uh, that's why you see, and I know that it's uh, not allowed; it's discriminatory. But uh, you see, landlords post ads saying "no social assistance welcome," which is wrong. I hope you, if you're a landlord that does that, that you reevaluate that and understand that where people end up are just a series of um, events, uh, how they were nurtured and loved as children. Like I just, I believe everybody gets a second chance. But anywho this big mess with how the government reset up this program or redesigned the program it caused a lot of people to get evicted from their property or from their units so now we have a little tent city starting in the downtown area of the city and uh it's grown a lot within the last three weeks uh, they call it Camp Marjorie because of a, a woman who had overdosed, right? I think it was just like very days leading up to the first tent being set up there. She had passed away in the park. Um, so they call it Camp Marjorie. And uh, yesterday it was reported that the first um, Camp Marjorie tenant had died of an overdose. So same situation as we were just talking about. It was a fentanyl uh, that had traces of uh, benzos. Um, what are we doing about this city, Regina? Um, I think it's very uh, doable in areas of the world like California. I would almost gladly live in a tent. Well, not gladly. I don't want to make fun of the circumstances or try to make light of the circumstances. But we live in Saskatchewan where we have very aggressive weather on both sides. Um, We get to plus 40 and we get to minus 40. So we don't live in an area that it's feasible for people to live outside. This has gone on now for three weeks. We've had city mayor there a few times. We've had um, the chair of the assist program or something we've had numerous people with authority to do something about this go and visit and talk about how sad it is. But what is the plan? Because if this is just coming down to your guys' change in the program, then you guys have to take some ownership over this park. And it's not about delivering them portable heaters for their tents or building them a fence around for shelter so they have like a little bit of a wind barrier. This is about teaming up with landlords that have vacancy in the city and working with them. Letting them know that we messed up in this situation. Um, I get accountability. And at the end of the day, everybody is responsible for themselves and blah, 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 blah. But I can tell you this world would be a much better place if there is always somebody looking out for somebody else. So... We'll see how Camp Marjorie goes on and uh, I think we probably have another week or two before it actually becomes uh, a danger to be sleeping out there. Uh, The cities really come together and bringing donations whether they need Gatorades or bottled water or food. Uh, I've seen a lot of people in some of the groups I follow prepare a hot meal so that's a beautiful thing. Um, Although little efforts have been made to try to help this situation. I haven't really heard any real solutions, nor have I heard really any ownership from the mayor who takes every opportunity to jump on a TikTok or do some stupid thing for, you know, social media views. But it, this is really your time to shine, Miss Masters. This is really where we're, we need you to step up to the plate and represent our city to the government. Because people right now in Saskatchewan, not very happy. We have a tent city for the first time ever. Well, first time in, as far as I know, um, we have a divided Province As far as what should be happening as far as these vaccinations go and whatnot. We have inflation on the just cost of living cost of food cost of fuel, like, who and why? Well, who's paying your paychecks? Us is the answer and what are you doing if you had to give an end of shift report at the end of each day saying what you accomplished today i'd really be interested to hear um for some of these people uh can you put down on paper that i went to the park and visited my the the people i am their social worker i visited them and made sure that they are in safe secure standing probably not you probably wouldn't want to stamp your name on that report so Let's just, I don't know, I don't even know where to show up on that one. I always say don't sit in bed, show up to the city hall meetings and make change. But in that regard, the social services system has been broken for decades. Um, It's really not designed to have anybody come out the other end a better person. If they do, it has nothing to do with their, their, yeah, sorry. Again, going to get JFK'd, but I think that we can do more to get people where they need to be and at least at that point we can say we tried at what we're doing right now for them not enough what else is there to go over before I leave I have been working on my new office because my new job has me working from home quite a bit Um, So that is even more motivation to make sure that I'm keeping these podcasts coming out on the regular. I definitely um, have been recording them in really conspicuous places up till now. So I'm glad I have a designated space to get shit done. Um, I'd say as we get into the Christmas season, um, I read something online that said, ask people what they need for Christmas rather than just getting them more stuff. And I thought that was a really beautiful thing because we tend to buy, fuck, if I don't get four of those spa kits for Christmas with like the little foot stone and like three soaps or whatever, a lotion, um, then it just ain't Christmas. And they're like 20 bucks each. And I don't use them. They sit in my closet until I have to go somewhere where I forgot I needed a gift and didn't bring one. And I bust it out and I re-gift it. If somebody were to ask me what I actually need, I would say a couple bottle of bottles of wine and like 20 bucks in premium gas, <laughs> like, um, all jokes aside, people are kind of having a tough time, uh, financially. So if there is like a way that you can help out with a utility bill or some fuel, which we're paying way too much for right now, um, or like I said, just, you know. Something other than whatever it is that you don't need or don't want or, you know, whatever. And that probably made me sound very unappreciative. Um, Fuck it. (laughs) Christmas is also a very lonely time for people um anybody that's really suffered any significant losses that seems to be one of the really really tough days so as we kind of move towards christmas make sure that you're being extra nice to people and i try to have an open door for uh any uh orphans like myself if uh, you don't have anything going on for christmas get in touch with me i got a plate for you um also I don't know what shopping is gonna be like this season, but I already have a feeling that uh there are gonna be some uh constrictions, so hopefully we can do some local shopping and support our local businesses um I think we've already made uh Bezos like a gazillionaire or something. So I don't think he needs any more of our money, but our local businesses definitely do. So wherever you are, support your local bakeries. Um, try to chuck money out there um, as much as you can. Um, and yeah, just if you're you know in Saskatchewan, get your parker ready because it's coming. So not too many laughs today. We kind of went over a lot of serious topics. So next one, let's keep it light. (laughs) Um, That's what I mean though. Week after week, I sit down to do this and it's like, what do I even talk about? Like domestic violence, child murders, drug use and homelessness. Like uh, it's so depressing. Um, But we'll come back again next week and it'll be way funnier. We'll laugh the whole time. Um, If you're ready to come on the podcast, of course, get in touch with me. Uh, Everything is done remotely. Unless you want to come over and have a drink with me, then you're more than welcome to. But uh, we can do them remotely. I delete anything that I think that you wouldn't want put out into the world. Um, And... uh, everybody who's done it so far wants to come back and do it again. So if you have something interesting to talk about, uh, come shoot the shit with me. And, um, for everybody that messaged me, where are you? Are you still doing the podcast? I miss you. Or the few that just stumbled upon it while, uh, we were on break. Um, Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you missed me. I, uh, I really thought that it would just go unnoticed. And um, the new job is so amazing. The team is so amazing and so supportive and everything's been so great so far. Like I finally feel like the stars have aligned and I've landed this job that I was made for. I'm still in the honeymoon phase. It's still really new. I just passed, you know, the first month, but, um, I have a really good feeling about it. So I'm really stoked and, uh, yeah. Okay. I gotta let you go. I got a massage at one o'clock. It's my birth month. Um, we're going to celebrate all November long. So I will make sure to, um, bring y'all along for some of my festivities, but, uh, yeah thanks for tuning back in after this uh hibernation period and I'm excited to be back we have collected a few questions but I'm not going to answer them by myself because I feel like y'all have heard enough of me (laughs) thank you thank you thank you love you bye